Welcome to the Liberty Mom Podcast. Chris Kimball hosting today. Liberty Moms are part of the Loving Liberty Network, and we're excited that you would listen in today. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their community, their families, and their children. And more than ever, we need more and more Liberty Moms and Liberty Dads to stand up for our children. We're in a crazy, crazy world. And we need um, Liberty Moms and Dads that are solid in the foundations of Christ, of the creation of our Heavenly Father, so that they can instill those values in their own children. Because right now, the world is telling them upside down, right is wrong, wrong is right, which many of you who are um, familiar with Scripture an ancient prophet by the name of Isaiah told us this would happen in our day. And today I'm excited to have Pamela Smith join us. She um, was part of our Liberty Moms um, podcast and had to take a break. But um, Pamela is joining me today. She is always a Liberty Mom, has been for as long as I've known her, which has been decades. And Pamela, thank you for joining in today. Um, She's going to... talk about a program that she's doing up in in her neck of the woods, which is up in Morgan County. And it's a, it's a way for uh, parents to make sure that their children get educated on the liberty and the foundation of our country, the founding principles. And so, Pamela, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's good to be back. It's really good. I, I do love liberty, and, and I love rubbing shoulders with others that do. So, yeah, we, this is our, um, actually about my fifth year being involved in being involved in a children's camp, but we, um, during the pandemic, um, COVID thing, we decided to continue doing our camp when most of the other camps took a break. And so we just decided to continue on with what we call camp freedom. And it's, it's really a fun experience every year. It's a little different every year, but um, we, we love, I think the commonality that we, that we all do share is that we are, we all love liberty. So, um, and, and I think when we have, so, so how it's set up is it's a day camp for, for four days. Children can come, they can range from five to 18. We, we love youth leaders, anyone that's, 13 and older, we have them be our youth leaders and they come in and are, they help the smaller children, but they can still be educated at the same time. And, you know, it's been the first time I took my grandchildren, I couldn't not go every day. It was just so, it was so educational for me, but we are, we are based out of Morgan County. We actually hold it at what's called the, it's an LDS Bowery. So it's a beautiful facility in Mountain Green. And 
um, we have different guests from history come and teach. This year, we have um, Thomas Jefferson coming and Patrick Henry, George Washington, Henry Knox. We have, um, we've had Dolly Madison. I, I think we're going to have um, some, some women in history that maybe you have never heard of. Last year, we had um, Harriet Tubman come, and that was very profoundly powerful. And we just talk about the principles that people espoused. They didn't just espouse, though. They lived them, and they, um, they left their legacy with um, their, their life experiences. And so we, we aren't really hearing about those kinds of stories in schools as often. And so I know when I first started coming, I never had heard a lot of the stories. Um, so we, we have crafts, we have snacks, we have activities so that the children can have a hands-on experience in learning about Liberty. And it really has been life changing for many of the children that have come when they go back to school, they have that enthusiasm that history came alive for them and they want to share. And I, I know that a few of them have won awards in their schools um, because they know so much about history and it came alive for them. So anyway, so Pamela, I applaud you for putting together at this camp because it is a lot of work, but it's such a necessary um, item that we need in our communities right now because you're way too kind when you talk about, well, the schools are just kind of not, the schools are like, the, they're, they're AWOL. They have gone so off the deep edge. I mean, they're more <laughs> about teaching children that they should be, um, feel sorry that they have white skin, that they need to apologize or they need to figure out what their gender is. That's what government schools are focused on. You know, you're so right. Well, let me give you an example. I can tell you that last year we had an amazing Christopher Columbus come and teach. And I mean, he came not just in costume, but he came with the heart of Christopher Columbus and the accent. He served a mission there and he had an amazing accent, but he spoke to these children and he was kind of a favorite um, on one of the days for a lot of people. And my, um, I was talking to one of the grandmothers and she said, I need to tell you this story because she was taking her children home, her grandchildren home. And she said, well, what did you think? And they started to, you know, debrief about their day and, and her granddaughter, who is a fantastic, she's in, she's the leads in all the school plays. I mean, she's, she's a, an, a very articulate and um, talented girl. And she said, well, she said, how did you like Christopher Columbus? And she said, well, I thought it was really good, but they didn't tell the whole story. And she said, really, what did they miss? And she said, well, Christopher Columbus did a lot of bad things, too. And here, you know, we're talking about his journal. If you have his journal, it's, he, he was always trying to um, give the credit to God for even leading him. Who could doubt but that the Holy Spirit guided him to America? And other people had come to the, the, the continent, and Christopher Columbus is um, credited with that because of it was 
he who was God's instrument in opening it up at that time. And so anyway, my um, this this young girl could not give any examples about what was actually bad with Christopher Columbus, but she just knew that she had learned in school that he was a really bad man. And so I think you're right about the public school systems. They have, you know, shifted um, education into a indoctrinational facility. And in many ways, it's very unfortunate because we make the assumption that our children are still learning what maybe we learned in school. But I happened to start public school the year that prayer was taken out of the schools and it's never come back, you know, so um, anyway, so I, I feel like but what you're, yeah. what you're doing, Pamela is extremely important and very necessary. And we do want to let parents know that are up in your area. Now I have had my grandkids come up to your camp because you were one of the few camps that opened up during the height of, of COVID. And the, we, we knew children didn't have issues with COVID. Plus they, this was an out, it's an outdoor camp. Yeah. It's outside in the fresh air in the upper. In fact, if you want a nice summer break, go up to mountain green where it's about 10 degrees cooler than anywhere else. It's a beautiful, beautiful area. And it's a great place for this camp to take place. And, uh, Anyway, I highly recommend it. I know I've had my grandkids start as early as three. I've got um, at least one that will start this year, um, a three-year-old, and they start, I go with them, okay, I grandma's with them the whole time, but they start to hear these stories. And it's interesting because my one granddaughter, who's now nine, Sophie, she was asking me the, this, this year, she said, when do I get to be a leader? Because she's now been to camp several years. She's seen the youth leaders. And now she can see herself moving into that position of leadership. And I said, well, you've just got a couple of more years and you'll be there. And so it's been really fun to see um, my um, grandkids go through this process. And now they're learning. I mean, my my grandkids know what the, um, the preamble to the Constitution is. They know what the articles of the Constitution is. And I know our listeners are extra sharp, and so they already know those things. But if you were to ask the general public, Pamela, I think you would agree, what is the preamble to the Constitution or what are the seven articles to the Constitution? I don't think you would get an answer. You? No, I I couldn't agree more. (laughs) In fact, you know, I have always loved the Constitution. I have always espoused it. And yet when I went to this camp, I was so enlightened and just, you know, I think the scripture that says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And um, it really was a place of liberty when we go there. You know, we do it in the summer because everyone's out of school. This year, the camp is going to be held um, July 18th through the 22nd. We always celebrate and have a program and a big party on Friday with a special guest that's that will come in and teach the parents, you know, some of the things that maybe just give a snapshot of what the kids have learned throughout the week. But um, in, and we have, I mean, our activity 
talk about, there's so many things to talk about. We, we're going to have pony rides. I, I think we're, we're hoping that we can have those. We're going to have different things that help the kids have it come alive for them so that they can feel like, well, one of my grandkids, we really started doing it. A friend of, of mine, um, Debbie Taylor and myself, we just were talking about loving liberty. And um, one of my grandkids was learning at home about Christopher Columbus. And, and she said, yeah, he lived a long time ago. He's not alive anymore. And this grandson was five years old. And he said, no, mom, no, mom. Remember Christopher Columbus was at Camp Freedom. Remember? And, and he brought his boat. (laughs) We have a boat that the kids can get on. And it was so alive. He did not realize that it was, you know, (laughs) a reenactment. So this is what, what matters. This is what, um, if we don't learn the principles of liberty and start to live by them, we are destined to repeat the history that we have seen in so many other nations where they lose their liberty. They are, um, you know, dispossessed of their lands. And, and I really, I really, I love America so much. I love, I love that I believe, I, I love that I know it came through divine um, intervention that, you know, and the acknowledgement of God that America represents for the world has, has always been very um, real and sacred to me. So anyway, I love, I love teaching kids in a fun way, but I think there's something that they open up in their hearts where they go, okay, this is real. This is real. Well, and it's in, it's the way it was designed. I mean, originally, um, it was a group of parents, a group of moms back on the East Coast that came up with this Patriot Camp concept about 10, 12 years ago. It is when it first um, got developed in, in Utah. We kicked off our first one, I believe, in 2012 and uh, down in Utah County. So they've been held, and we've, we've expanded them. It's just that, you know, with uh, the, uh, the COVID craziness they got shut down a lot of them did but absolutely and so um we're highlighting your camp camp freedom and how would our listeners be able to connect with you to get registered if you go to www.campfreedomutah.com we have a website and it's a one stop we have volunteers that have helped put to put together um, that website and I, I just searched it and it came up. So let me um, make sure that it, it does it twice so I can um, uh, verify, but it's www.campfreedomutah.com. And usually if parents will um, volunteer, they get, a discount. On yes, they definitely get a discount. Yes. And, and, you know, it's really fun to help because the, the parents that come are just, it's a good community. I'll just say that, that, you know, it's nice to rub shoulders with like-minded people. And um, we have some very talented volunteers. We have some very talented, I mean, the, the friend that, I work with, I would say I'm probably the weak link, um, but I have, I have a lot of heart (laughs) 
for liberty, but I'm probably, as far as my gifts go, I probably don't have as many as the people I'm surrounded with um, by. But the camp is stellar. And we've had people from Las Vegas come and visit. We um, come and sign up. People from Colorado, I think, are going to come this year. And word spreads fast. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, they get a T-shirt. I My grandkids wear their T-shirts year round. We're going to, we did a tie dye shirt last year and it was probably a learning experience. So I thought, you know what, Tis a charm or two, hopefully will be the charm. We're going to try tie dyeing again. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think, you know, my dad, when he was young and you know how being religious or being educated is not that fun. My dad used to just say, you know, living the gospel of Jesus Christ fun. Learning history. I hated history when I was young, but history is my favorite topic. I would say for myself at this stage in my life, I feel so much like my, my dad. And I'm so grateful that I came from, you know, parentage that taught me to love liberty and that, um, you know, we, we try, I think the most important place to do it is within the walls of our home homes, but it's really nice to have a support, um, a supportive outside community. And you really don't find that very much um, around us anymore that will help teach the principles of liberty. You know, Pamela, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually just returned from a tour to England and we were talking and uh, sharing traditions and legends of ancient Britain and how they, um, tied into Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalene over in ancient Britain. Okay. And so we talked about how traditions and um, principles that are important to families were taught in the home word of mouth and, and in a, in a family setting. And, you know, that has been the case for thousands of years what was important to families were taught by the families in their home. Yes. We kind of shifted and drifted away from that when we got into having a public school system provided by the government. And we started turning our children over to a school system and looking to that system to educate children on values and principles and that's kind of the mess we are in today is because we allowed that to happen. Absolutely. And, and so it is really important that those founding principles that are important to you, those um, the unalienable rights that are given to us by God, the, um, the laws of God, the laws of nature, it's really up to parents to teach that to their children and not rely on any other institution. I don't care what re, what church you belong to. I don't care what type of school you send your children to. You really are the ones in charge of getting those foundational principles um, passed on to your children. Okay. Yes. And so, um, this is a great way for parents to be supplemented in that particular aspect of learning, which is the founding of our country and how God was so involved in that intricately. And unfortunately, our public schools, you know, that are provided by the government have taken God out of the classroom. As you mentioned earlier, 
the Supreme Court ruled that you couldn't have prayer in the classroom anymore. And that basically was the, the pivotal point where you started to see the moral decline in our society is when we kicked God out of the classroom. And now we're paying the, the price for that. That was a huge, huge consequence. By yes. You and, know, uh, when, we, when we hold the higher ground, we, we are much more, we have a much better ability to, you know, play a, a good defense and maintain. But when you give up the higher ground, when you give up your morality, or you give up on just a little bit, you have set yourself up to be fighting an uphill battle forevermore. I find it very interesting that, you know, in the biblical historical um, settings that, you know, the Jews who didn't as a body did not really accept Jesus of all the peoples, that their, their historical tradition is that the way they look to the future is by facing the past. Because they know that if you face the past and learn from it, that your future is predictable. But I find that society, especially now, and it's promoted as the best thing ever, is you, you have your history or your future is before you and no one can tell you. Just pick your future. Everything is, you know, yours for the taking. So I, I find that very fascinating that in America, we are not paying attention to history and therefore we are probably much more likely and destined to repeat it. And I don't think it's um, in a positive, it's not facing in a positive direction right now. Pamela, you bring up such great point. Okay. So, and this is all fresh on my mind because we just got through taking a group of people to uh, England to study ancient Britain, to study ancient cultures, to study ancient societies and how they were worshiping, and also just to um, look at ancient kingdoms. And it it makes me, um, I refer to the Doctrine and Covenants that's in the, uh, it's part of the uh, uh, canon in the LDS Church, but section 93, verse fifty. Oh, let me get down to it. 53. So DNC 93 verse 53. Um, the Lord is speaking particularly to, to Joseph. And he says to him, and verily I say unto you that, that it is my will that you should hasten to translate my scripture. So he's doing his translation of the Bible and, and uh, the Book of Mormon. And to obtain a knowledge of history and of countries and of kingdoms, of laws of God and man. And all this for the salvation of Zion. Okay, so wow. there, I, we're, we're heading to a break. So we're going to take a, a quick break. But right there, the Lord is telling us to learn about our history, how important it is for our salvation. And so what you're doing is really um, following that, that uh, dictate that the Lord has given us to, to teach our history and to teach the principles of God's law. So we are, we're heading to a quick break. Pamela Smith is um, my guest. We're going to be back here in just a minute for more talk of liberty and what we can do to protect our children in the current world they live in.
Welcome back to the Liberty Moms podcast. Chris Kimball hosting today, and my guest has been Pamela Smith. We've been talking about her Camp Freedom that she is sponsoring up in Mountain Green up in Morgan County, and it's a Patriot Camp for children. Um, Tell them the week again in July. The week is July 18th to the 22nd. It's a Monday through Friday day camp. We go from 9 till noon. Or 1230. I, I'm going to have to check that, but I'm pretty sure we, we register early on Monday, but we start at nine and go till 12 um, or 1230. I'm, I'm going to have to check that, but whatever it is, the time goes so fast and the kids um, leave so happy and excited and, and ready to return the next day. And really to be able to learn four or five songs during the week, to be able to be practicing the preamble, to be able to be practicing the Bill of Rights. I mean, they can go, the um, youth leaders can memorize more than just the basic five things, the Pledge of Allegiance, the National Anthem, the um, the preamble, and, and things like that. They can even take it a step further and go higher and in their in their stretch to learn about liberty. Um, the cost is $65, but you're given a discount if you will volunteer. We're most um, excited about volunteers because, you know, it, it liberty, I think, is contagious. And um, so we love if every one of our parents, um, for most of the years, we, we have just done it and invited others. I really, my friend Debbie and I, have just decided, let's just do this for our own grandkids, but let's invite extra kids to come along because it's more fun. And that's kind of how it evolved into being um, what it is today. So last year we had about 150 total youth in the program. I do want the listeners to know, I've not known a Patriot camp that doesn't sell out. Yeah. They sell out. They sell out because you can only accommodate so many children Okay, and so because of your staff and your the the nature of the camp itself, but there isn't any. This is the only gig in town that is teaching history with God tied into it, teaching yeah. the history of of our country plus the founding principles that are attached to God's law. And on the right before the break, we um, I referenced um, Doctrine and Covenants ninety three verse fifty three where the Lord is telling us that we are to obtain a knowledge of history and of countries and of kingdoms of laws of God and man, and all this for the salvation of Zion is going to be our benefit. If we will study this, because you mentioned last time in the first segment, I'm sorry, in the first segment, you mentioned how we have to know our history in order to know our future. Why is that? Why why do we need to know our history? Well, because, you know, in society today, it says your futures, you know, just just do whatever, make whatever choice you want, and the future is yours to, to claim. And it's really a false, it's a false concept, because you have to abide by certain laws in nature if you expect to, you know, you can't plant tomato seeds and expect to get cucumbers at the end of, you know, when they start producing. And so the seeds that we sow are what we're going to reap and they come back magnified. And I think that, you know, we, as a society, I would say probably my generation has been a little bit lazy in that I, 
I think it's taken a while even for me to realize the extent of the extent of the misinformation and um, the belief that governments and schools, government schools are here to help and protect us. They are, they weren't designed that way. They are rule of law and they are force. And because we have put our trust in the arm of flesh and not in our creator, we are, you know, um, reaping right now some of the consequences and it's not going to get better unless we um, learn what is truth and start abiding by that. You know, and there's a scripture again, you know, we can learn so much from scripture and in Ecclesiastes chapter two, I believe it's chapter, Oh, no, chapter 1, verse 9, Ecclesiastes. It says, the thing that hath been, it is that shall, I'm sorry, let me start again. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, meaning what has been in the past is, will be in the future. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Meaning, if you study the past, you can see a pattern and be able to look for that pattern in the future. And again, it's interesting because we were studying history on this tour. Um, this particular tour got into all the different, um, uh, gosh, Oliver Cromwell, um, the different uh, um, monarchies, okay, um, Queen, Mary Queen of Scots and Queen Elizabeth and all the drama with different um, people trying to attain power and control, right? Different nations, yeah. France, and their battles between England and France and Scotland and Denmark and all of that going on. Historically, if you look at the pattern of what happened in all of those particular situations, you will see the same thing that we're seeing today. Okay, you'll see that same pattern. And that's why it's so important to study history. And that's why the Lord is teaching us in DNC 93 to study your history, study your countries. And so, Pamela, that is what you're doing. You're giving parents an opportunity to have their children educated on the founding principles. And he includes God's law. It's important that we understand God's law because if we understand God's law, we can be self-reliant. We can be... Um, <clears throat> We don't need someone to tell us what to do. We can be self-sufficient. We can make our own choices because we are following God's law, which allows us to live together peaceably. Absolutely. Yes. It's a really important thing. So I want our listeners to know, so up in Morgan County, so if you're up, up north, you will want to tie into Pamela's camp. I do know if you are in Salt Lake County, and that's a little bit too far. There could be a few more spots left. There's a camp in Murray, and that one is July um, 11th through the 15th. Is that the same week? No, nope. it's the week okay. before, and it seems like it's shorter, 11, 12. No, it's 11th through the 15th. It's five days, and so it's the week before, but it's at Murray Park. And uh, if you go to the Facebook page of United Women's Forum, Salt Lake County, and scroll down, they have a registration there. I know they were getting close to being sold out as well. And so um, that is another option. And I believe there will be one up in Heber 
And then um, there's one in Utah County that I'm aware of. So, um, well, the more the merrier, you know, last, the first year we thought, wow, if we could get a hundred kids, that would be amazing. And we, we got, well, I thought 75 and we got, and we said, wow, wow, I don't think we can do a hundred, more than a hundred. And last year we got like at least 120. And, um, so, and then this year we, or the year before we got 120 last year, we truly had 150 and we decided, I think 150 is about the number that we should get um, to keep it intimate and then still be able to, you know, provide the, the things that will be most meaningful to have the spirit there. But I know we've had a lot of guests that come and I, I love because they, as they leave, they say, could I come back to your camp? I love your camp. And I think, yes, we want, we love you. We want you to come back to our camp. I mean, Benjamin Franklin, Abraham Lincoln, and these people look so much. They dress up in the period clothes and they are truly, <laughs> they look like the real deal and they teach in such a way that it is, it is not, it is unforgettable. Let's just say that. Well, it um, is, it's, it's an important thing that need that we want to let our listeners be aware of because as Liberty moms and dads, you're definitely going to want to get your children tied into it either as, as the youth part between five and 12, or as the leadership role between um, seventh grade and, and uh, high school. Um, yes. Fourth grade. So there's all spectrum of uh, mentoring ship and learning is done under this umbrella of your camp freedom. So it's a really, really great thing. You know, I wanted to um, talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, the, the moral fabric of our society and how important it is, you know, this is what Patriot Camp is trying to, to do is fill in and um, teach some foundational principles that have been lost in our, in our society. And um, as we are approaching our primary elections coming up here on um, the 28th of June in Utah, they're held, your primaries are being held all over the United States right now on different um, Tuesdays throughout the month. Ours will be on the 28th, but we've had some really um, uh, interesting races and interesting dynamics that have popped up in politics that, you know, we haven't seen before that are unusual. Considering Absolutely. Utah has this, um, the, to the outside world, I think Utah is looked at as this conservative um, religious bastion, but it, I, I'm sorry to say it's not. Um, we are just as liberal as any other state. We have our share of um, Republicans who do not follow the platform of our party, and a couple of them are running to to run for office right now and it's it's just really um sad that we have people that lack the integrity to just be in the party that they id have the same ideology you know well, they, they get into they, a different party to get elected yes they rely upon the ignorance of the masses and that is the problem you know and we have to safeguard the caucus system because that is where the people who are most interested in governments are, are um, given opportunity to vet and, and stand for the principles. And I think what Utah Republicans have been 
um, promoting for the last, at least last 10 or 12 years since I've been very actively involved in the party, both at the state and the local level, um, the Republican Party is we need to compromise. And compromise is never right if it means sacrificing principle. And my son, um, he loves he loves this, the um, Marvel character, uh, movies, and he has found some real gems. But there is a quote. It's not scripture, but I think it is a relevant truth. And I'm get, so I'll just share it. It's um, it's by Peggy Carter, the um, niece or granddaughter of. Um, well, I can't remember. Peggy Carter was actually Captain America's love when he before he got frozen in the water. I can't remember the story, but here's what Peggy Carter said. Compromise where you can, but where you can't, don't. Even if everyone is telling you that something wrong is something right, even if the whole world is telling you to move, it is your duty to plant yourself like a tree, look them in the eye and say, no, you move. I find that, you know, very relevant in today's society. And it's not just a good movie um, quote. It's a truth. We, we cannot allow ourselves to compromise. Um, otherwise, we will be, you know. I love her analogy of the tree. Plant yourself like a tree. A tree is rooted. Yes. A tree is grounded. It is solid. It is attached to the earth. And that is where your principles have to be. And the idea of a tree actually ties into our Heavenly Mother. She is represented as as a tree as the tree of life actually um connected to that symbolism and so when you have that tree and knowing that a heavenly being a heavenly parent is guiding you because we're in a world as as it's mentioned is you're encouraged to embrace the bad to embrace evil to not worry about consequences, to not care if there's a right or a wrong. That is the message of the world, but that is not the truth. The truth is we do have a heavenly father, mother, creator gods, and that they sent us down to this planet. And we, if we follow those principles and follow their um, son, Jesus Christ, who is our savior that will lead us back he is our way back to our heavenly parents then we don't have to worry about what the message of the world is we just need to stay grounded and rooted in those principles that they have given us god's law which is why we mentioned earlier how the lord you know commanded joseph to learn about god's law we have to learn those things and we need to teach that to our family so yeah we have some crazy, crazy um, elections going on. And you and I both have, believe it or not, we both have congressmen, okay, because you have Blake Moore. I have yes. John. And they have made money from being in Congress. They have made money by stock, the stock market. That's right. Have access to insider trading information. It's not illegal, okay, but it's not ethical, okay? And when we um, called out John Curtis on this at a town hall meeting, he said, oh, I have to disclose everything, you know, within a 45-day window. It's all open. 
Yeah, well, yeah, after the fact, but we're not sitting in the same committee hearings that you're sitting in where you hear that certain contracts are going to be awarded to certain companies. We don't have access to that. We just get to see what you did six weeks ago when you had some inside trading information and you went ahead and and made some purchases or you sold on the market. And it's very disingenuous to say that he's being transparent because he's not. We don't have access to that information. Now, if he would post what he heard in committee hearings and say, hey, I'm going to buy stock in this because I was in a committee hearing today and this is what we talked about, that would be transparent, right? Yeah. Well, and you know, Blake Moore actually has been fined for, um, he violated federal transparency law by failing to properly disclose stock transactions worth up to $1.1 So he has been caught. And, you know, he came up to my little community one day and I said, you know, Blake, I'm reading about this. And, you know, Blake is new to the political. He said he'd never attended a caucus in his whole life before he was running for Congress. And I, I think that's dangerous because you are very um, likely to be influenced without principle if you have never grounded yourself, planted yourself like a tree in true principles. And that's what we've witnessed with Blake. But he, um, I told him, I said, Blake, I'm concerned about your insider trading. And he laughed. He goes, Pam, you know, I'd, I'd be investigated. I'd be, I'd be in trouble that's illegal. I can't do that. And, um, but, but we know that Congress has made allowances for themselves to routinely trade stocks. Um, well, but I, think they are- I think it's important to realize that only 25% of people in Congress do what those two individuals do. Yeah. There's, there's 25% of the body. So there's 535 members of Congress. And in Utah, our delegation, the only two that do this insider trading is John Curtis and Blake Moore. The other four, which is Romney, Lee, Stewart, and Owens, they don't, they don't trade on the market. Okay, they're not doing that. But we have two. So Utah, I mean, hello, we have two that are doing, again, I'm not saying it's illegal, but it's not ethical. And it's definitely. It's and they're supposed to report. They and right, and that's what John Curtis talked about. But they're not telling us when they get this inside information. It's six weeks after the fact. Okay, that's not transparency. That is, by the way, this is what I did. But I acted on this six weeks ago when I first heard that there was going to be this contract. Okay, or this was going to be shut down. This was going away. This program. See, they've got inside information, and it's just strict. It's super unethical. And for them to try to laugh it off, which Curtis tried to just do the same thing, oh, no big deal, I'm being transparent, it's a problem. And that's the moral problem we have with people running for office. Another um, another race I want to bring up is down in Utah County. We have some crazy things coming out of Utah County with um, – a supposed sexual child abuse um, allegations coming um, forth again that yes. were um, kind of shut down maybe, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago. And it's actually made national news. Um, the Epoch TV had a, um, a story on this involving um, uh, 
the current county attorney, David Levitt. Um, it also involves the current sheriff. Both are running for re-election, Mike Smith. And um, it's it's really muddy and messy. And uh, they had a county commission meeting yesterday because um, the county there is a county commissioner who's not running for office, and he would like to see this brought to light, you know, to make sure that everything is on the up and up. And uh, it's been really interesting the dynamics, and and so. It's hard to know if there's false accusations that are being thrown. And and you have, you know, Liberty Moms and Dads who are trying to do their best to vet and get the best candidates elected. But you know what? There's times where you really need to get on your knees and ask the Lord. And I would say not there aren't times. It's like all the time. Okay. Absolutely. It's clear. Anytime you're in this type of environment um, where you're trying to select people to um, to represent you, you should be getting on your knees and getting clean and not taking your agenda to the Lord, but asking him to give you the insight to make the best decision because he's the only one that knows the heart of, of anybody else. He's the only one that knows the heart. He only, he's the only one that knows their past, what they're like now and what they're capable of doing. And so you you seriously need to get his guidance with elections right now because it's so messy. The other thing is this early election, like ballots went out in Utah two days ago. Yes. Okay. So that means people can start voting right, right now. now. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yep. You've got 19 days where something could happen. Someone could drop out of the race. Someone could die someone could all of a sudden be found out that they committed grand theft felony whatever you know there's so many things that could happen in the next 19 days but you know what you're going to have people that fill out a ballot throw it in the mail and go okay took care of it did my voting and they're not even really vetting or watching and so it's super important that you vote on election day that you take every amount of time that's available for you to learn about the candidates, to understand what their record is, to learn to stand, to understand their character. I mean, when you vote for somebody, you're you're affirming what they have done, especially an incumbent. You've affirmed, you're saying, you know what, I agree. I think it's fine that you guys made a bunch of money going to Congress. I feel good about that. I think that you guys became millionaires off of serving us as citizens. <laughs> well, they're making already a pretty good um, salary for being for their service, but then on top of it, making five times more trading on the inside with insider information is, right. is I would call it despicable almost. You know, I mean, I feel well, like it is criminal. Both, both of them, Blake and John, are interesting because they also, oh my gosh, we only have a minute, but I just want to make the point that they also um, co-sponsored a resolution, House Joint Resolution <laughs> 5, that basically censored our president and basically accused him of causing the ins- insurrection on January 6th. This was filed only six days after January 6th without any due process. So these are two men that totally ignore the principles of the Constitution and of God's law. Absolutely. So it's very troublesome, but Pamela, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being our guest and for hosting Camp Freedom and um, CampFreedomUtah.com if you want to get your kids registered. And um, 
Thank you for listening in today to the Liberty Mom podcast.